Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Design Under Influence here from ArcIT headquarters, which are virtual because we are everywhere. We everywhere you need us to be. Anyway, we solve IT for architecture firms, design engineering firms as well. And today we're going to help you solve something uh, related to a docking station uh, problems. Now, our team, I'm going to introduce them in a second. We solve a lot of these issues for architects where heavy, heavy graphic users having issues with docking stations. And we're going to talk about how to, mm, I guess, understand what your issue might be, how to choose a dock. Well, so first we'll do how to choose a docking station for your setup and also and then how to potentially troubleshoot and solve problems. Here with me to help me um, kind of explain this all out to you in 15 minutes or less is Mark and Harry, who are the IT brain of the operations here at Arc IT. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. So let's just let's like hit nail on the head. And by, by the way, whichever one of you wants to take an answer, and then the other one, feel free to add color, whatever you um, you know, to describe more, but however you want to kind of play it, let's play it. But my first question is: um, let's start with. You know, I'm I'm ready to upgrade my docking station. Let's talk about what's out there, what's available, and specifically for architecture, maybe heavy users. What are your recommendations? So I think one of the big things is is depending on the brand of computer you have, is to start there. Uh, there will be a lot of good recommendations from the computer manufacturer on what they want. They're going to try to sell you their docking station, um, and generally uh, they are designed to help with uh, specific models of computers. Some are compatible with others and they have different features depending on what you need to connect to it. Um, that's a great place to start um, for any machine. Um, and when it gets into the architecture world, it will change up a little bit. And uh, depending on what you're doing, it needs to have the capabilities to push through the graphics is the big thing. Hmm. Harry, any? Yeah, yeah just to add to that, um, compatibility is probably the first place you want to start. Um, so you you always want to make sure that what you're buying will work with the device that you already have. So whether you're using an HP uh, a desktop, if you're using an HP monitor, if you're using a Dell, whatever the case is, when you're looking to buy a, a docking station, first things first is compatibility. You want to make sure it's going to work with what you have before you start looking at specifics as to how high is the 4K and whatnot. Compatibility should always be number one. Got it. Is there a list? Uh, like, say, folks uh, don't have internal IT or they don't have an IT company like Arc IT helping them out. Is there a list? Uh, how do I go get started with this thing looking for a docking station? So, Mark, you mentioned manufacturer recommendations. Absolutely. Um, and generally, it's very difficult to find. There's unfortunately, it's not. You go to the HP uh, Lenovo website and it's not just like docking stations here. Um, there, it generally isn't that easy. Um, but there are buried on their website somewhere. There will be a PDF, you know, thing you can download that will have all compatible docking stations. Um, and that, that's a great place to start. Uh, and, um, one thing I would be very careful of is when you go on Amazon and you search your computer model that you have, there will be thousands of, uh, hmm. docking stations will come back and say, Hey, we're compatible. Sure, you're compatible, but it may not do what you want it to do. And that's the key thing uh, 
there's a lot of caveats to being compatible. Will it work? Sure. Can you hook up a mouse keyboard and plug a USB in with, you know, one monitor? Sure, that might work. Um, but once you start playing with heavy graphics, that's when it really changes quickly. So, Harry, how do you how do you recommend our customers go about selecting something that for heavier level user? Okay. So, which is why most clients do have an IT, almost businesses will have an IT department that will help them do the research, um, spend the time to do the research and get docking stations or peripheral devices that are compatible with their infrastructure. Um, so what we usually do is we have vendors that we work with that can provide, that, can, that would help us, we can give them the information to what we're looking for and it will give us recommendations that would work with what we need. Off the cuffs, we can also just go on Amazon and look stuff up. You can go on Google. There is a, a free information out there on websites. Um, Best Buy has a few good docking stations. Again, the, the trick to it is really hidden in the wood. So you will have to go down. Don't just look up a docking station and so say, oh, this one looks good. It's about actually looking into it and looking at specifications. Um, so looking at the fine print uh, to see what it's compatible with. And that part of it, you will, you often do need some level of technical experience uh, mm. that comes with that to get the best advice. Uh, which is why most businesses export or outsource those tasks to the IT departments. But if you're doing it yourself, um, just going out there, look up something on Google, but also putting in the time to read the specifications to make sure that it's going to work with the device. So. Do you guys have a recommended trusted vendor? You mentioned vendors, Mark, I think. Um, yeah. Is there, or, or sorry, Harry, you mentioned vendors. Uh, is there a couple trusted vendors or a couple trusted manufacturer of those um, of those docking stations and maybe a price ranges? How do you think about that? So I have tended to uh, have very good success with uh, at Arc IT. We we resell Lenovo's and Dell's. Uh, and we have other vendors, but those are the two main sources. And I have really good luck with both of those when the docking stations are uh, compatible with the specific devices. I personally stick with those. Um, and it's that's not just because they're name brand, that's because they are specifically designed to work with a latitude uh, a specific latitude model or an Inspiron model. They're designed specifically for that. That's Dell, for example. Um, and Lenovo is the same way. You run One of the big things that you can run into is a lot of these new computers, including the laptop that I'm on, have a, their USB is the charger and also a data port. So what happens is, is if you buy the wrong docking station, you'll have to have power and the docking station going into your laptop and that's a that's not what you're looking for the docking station you want one plug that does power and also does the data to move stuff over to the monitors and the inputs for your input devices mouse keyboard stuff like that so that's where it becomes very crucial that you look for something that's compatible so you can only you only need to have one plug going into the computer and all your peripherals are hooked up mm. That's a, that's a neat little uh, tip um, and advice. Um, so with that said, I mean, 
guys, be honest, like your opinion wise for architecture, uh, general architecture uh, practitioner, someone who uses your Revit, some other heavy graphics, what's the range of a docking station price that they should expect to pay? In other words, I want to give people a benchmark saying like anything below that, investigate anything above that you may not need. What's a good range? I know, I know, I know this is what ha- it's hard. a loaded right? question, Alex. Uh, you're probably looking to spend, uh, I would say, around the $300 ballpark is where to get something. Now, with that said, that's there is a big caveat to that, and that is that there are less expensive ones that will do what you need it to do. But it's not a guarantee. That's the, the crazy thing. Because the minute you have a different monitor, like, so two ex- exact same laptops with the same $150 docking station, it might work on one of those laptops and not on the other one. And the reason for that is, is what are they pushing out of the laptop to go to the monitors, for instance? And what's really crazy, and I know Harry probably had more experience than I have with this, is what breaks? So what breaks? What what doesn't work about it? And the crazy thing is, is there's no rhyme or reason about what will not work. Revit hmm. may perfectly work on one of your, uh, if you have two monitors hooked up to your laptop, you might be able to use Revit on one monitor. And when you try to drag it to the other monitor, it crashes. And there's no rhyme or reason behind that. There's no way to really tell. Um, and Harry, you've had, I know you've had instances like that where one monitor doesn't work. The other one does. It works. You can, you know, view Chrome and your email on it. But the minute you try to throw a Revit model or anything that's rendering on that one, you're out of luck, and it will just crash. Is that right, Harry? You have you, what else you've seen as a common kind of failure points for those docking stations? Yeah, just as Mark said, um, it, it could just be a, a weird error message. Like we've seen. Windows has this generic error message like that says things like uh, a random DLL stopped working or application just stopped working. Um, so it, would just, it, it, it can manifest its, itself in so many different ways. It could just be a random error inside Revit. So Revit could actually work on a monitor, but then you try to go inside a module in Revit and then that module throws an error message. So, um, there are different ways, and we've seen it come. There are the simpler ways, but we've seen it come as, um, "Hey, my lines and my diagrams are flickering." Mm. Um, yeah, we've seen it say. We've seen people report issues as, "Hey, my diagram is just a little blurry." We've seen reports says, "Hey, I try to do this in Revit, and this error happens," and it, it can come in so many different ways. But we've always somehow linked it to it could. Well, not always, uh, but for most cases, we've somehow linked it to the docking stations. And in those cases, when the client does follow our recommendation to purchase a higher quality docking station, that issue does go away. So, hmm. yeah. And we've, we've had clients who's come to us with persistent issues that they've just had to deal with for a long time. I says, hey, this has always been happening with my Revit, but I just ignore it. I just walk through it. Um, but then when you look further, one 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 way that we try to isolate the issue is we try to have them work on just your laptop. So mm-hmm. if you're doing something on just your laptop and it's working fine 
And then once you hook it up to your docking station and you, because most of our architects, they don't just, they can't just work on a laptop screen. It's too small for them to do their work. Yeah. So they need their dual, their big monitors. But then usually it's, hey, let's do this on your laptop to see if it works. Do you still get an error message? Do you still have those blurry lines? If that's not the case, but it only happens after you hook it up to your docking station and your expensive monitors, then those errors start happening. That's when we say, okay, let's look at your docking station and get you a, a better one. Yeah. Are you guys, uh, sorry, Mark, but I just want to follow up, quick, quick question. Are you guys able to actually fix docking station issues? Or for the most part, if you isolate it to a docking station, you end up with just having to get another one? Generally, you have to get another one. Um, and unfortunately, that again, this is what's that is frustrating for the end user is they've spent X amount of money on this docking station and it works all the time, except when they do a specific render job or they do something on for that one thing. And that piece is so small of what they do, but it doesn't work. And they everything else works. And that's a frustrating, that's a pain point for an end user because. They have to do that one piece. They have to do it. And now it, be, it comes a point, like a lot of times, if they drag the Revit application to their laptop screen while still connected to the docking station and do the same process that's not working, it will work on their laptop, even still hooked up to the docking station. So that's a workaround. But do they want to always have to remember um, to do that? And also, too, sometimes the application will crash when they are doing a job. And if they forget to save, hours of work can go out the window. And that's horrible for them because they bill hourly. So then they have to duplicate that work, not bill the client. And so sometimes it's cheaper just up front. You know, if you do like you amortize the cost, it's just better to like upfront buy another docking station so they don't lose three hours of work, build that X amount of money. The docking station is cheaper. Just get a new docking station. And that docking station can be reused for an office admin, um, a partner, you know, like spouse, uh, child. It's not that the docking station is just a paperweight at that point. It can be resold or anything or reused by someone who doesn't do the same thing. So it's not a total lost cause. Hmm. Great advice. Yeah. Just to add to that too, um, in very rare occasions, there could be drivers that could improve situations. Yes. So what we usually do is when we do get reports of visual issues with architectural programs, we do like to do our own basic of making sure all the drivers are updated. So whether it's the graphics driver on the workstation, these are all these are all integral to the way your diagram or your application is rendered in your screen. So the driver on your laptop, whether you have external monitors that have drivers due, whether you have a driver due for your docking station. So making sure all your drivers are up to date is the first thing that we do. Um, so once we have that done and then the issue is still occurring, that's where we can say, let's look at the hardware. Uh, but making sure the software is up to date is usually what we do first. Ah, so there's a little bit of a takeaway for uh, folks who are trying to self, uh, self uh, maybe uh, uh, diagnose and fix, maybe update the drivers and that potentially can may go away, but you, you, you don't, you, you don't see it often helping. It's it helping sometimes, right? It, it, Correct. It's, Correct. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, yeah, an- so. Another thing to piggyback on what Harry said too is it's not only just the graphics driver and the docking station driver. And I know he touched on it, but it's also the chipset driver. And it, there's other drivers that are in play because a lot of times you're not using the uh, the this you're, it, the whole all the drivers need to be updated because there's a lot they all are pieced together. Um, and then there's the BIOS, which is a conversation for another subtopic to talk about. But uh, the BIOS is a tricky one because it's uh, it's a single point of failure on your machine. So you have to be very careful with BIOS updates. So. All right. We will do we will do many more topics in future weeks and coming weeks. So we're going to do this weekly with the team. I'm just going to poke their brains. And hopefully our goal is to help you guys out if you're sitting out there trying to figure something out, we want to put a series of couple of videos from the desk of people who actually do it day in, day out, helping architects do better job, you know, work better and easier and solve their IT. So anyway, gentlemen, uh, any parting words of wisdom uh, for either A, selecting a workstation or B, fixing a problem with a workstation? Anything we didn't, or I'm sorry, docking station, anything we didn't mention that you still kind of want to give advice? Um, I would say from personal experience, uh, clients like to go for the cheapest option. Sometimes they would often just, let me just get the cheapest thing. Um, for architect, architectural work, because of the kinds of applications and time that's spent on diagrams and jobs, you want to make sure that your peripheral devices is up to par, up to standard. Um, you don't want to be squinting your eyes to see lines or postponing work yeah. just because you can't get it done. So you always want to make sure that you get the best. It, it, it doesn't have to be the most expensive, but just getting something that's functional and not cheap. So yeah. just just don't cheap yourself out because then you would just be cheating yourself. I, one, other, one other thing too is this also, this is for the whole AEC world, not just architectures. Uh, you know, we have engineering firms, you know, we have construction companies that also uh, utilize the same tool sets. Um, and so this isn't strictly just for architecture, you know, architects. Uh, this is the whole AEC world. Um, anyone who uses those those graphics, uh, graphic intensive um, software, suite of software. And that's from Revit all the way over to ArchiCAD to, you know, uh, Vectorworks, uh, Vector, I'm actually have an active ticket right now with Vectorworks and it crashing in the docking station. So we're always, we always have them. Hmm. So I'm going to let you go and work on that ticket, Mr. Mark. I appreciate <laughs> your time, Mr. Harry. You've been, you've been fantastic. So let's, uh, let's meet next week and, and deal with the next issue. Uh, in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, if you have any problems, issues, if you just have a question, you don't need to be our client. We can help you out. We're at getarchit.com. We're friendly people. Look at these guys. You know, all smiles. <laughs> Have a fantastic week, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. Have a good one.